Welcome to Running is Bullshit. I'm Stuart. And I'm Amy, and you're listening to the podcast that loves to hate running. This is episode 99, and we've got shit editing, shit singing, shit park runners, shit running gear, and shit marathon runners. A lot of shit. There's a lot of shit coming up, as usual. Stick a flake in this episode. It's 99. Very happy Uh, to be here. Love it. Mm. Uh, First, you know how I said I wasn't really up for ultras next year? Yeah. Well, that didn't last. As probably not a surprise to anyone, we've banged on about the escape from Meriden since we discovered it a few months ago. And I'm delighted to say we are in. Yay! Oh, I'm so excited. Now, this is the race. You start at Meriden in the West Midlands, and the winner is whoever runs the furthest from that point as the crow flies. Now, the first point on this is that the idea of this race is you start in Meriden because it's the centre of England. Apart from it isn't. I looked it up. It's the traditional centre of England, which doesn't mean anything at all. Basically, someone like 500 years ago said it was the centre of England, and it just kind of stuck, and they actually moved the point in the village where it is a couple of times. The actual centre of England is actually about 10 miles northeast in a field. It doesn't surprise me, though, because I'm from the Midlands, I'm from Leicester, and there's always this idea of where the centre of England or the centre of the UK is if you're in the Midlands. Like, we were told that the clock tower in Leicester is the furthest point away from any beach or sea, away from the sea, I think it is. And I'm like, I'm not sure how true that is because I don't think the person... Maybe I'm wrong if you're from Leicester, you know the history of Leicester, let me know. But I don't think the person building the clock tower was like, let's put this here because it's the furthest point from the sea. I think they just put it there and then people thought... Oh, it's a clock tower. Let's say it's the furthest point from the sea. I'm sure it's not far off, like within a few... Yeah, it might be close, sort of, but the yeah. actual clock tower would be quite a coincidence. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So when you live in the Midlands, it's like, oh yeah, this, this is the centre of England. This is the furthest point away from this, that or the other. It's like, But, mm, but also, so. it means nothing. It's not as like... It, it is utterly meaningless. Mate, you've got to realise, in the Midlands, we don't have much. We, no, yeah, we don't have any be beaches. Fair. You've got to drive an hour and a half. When we used to go to the seaside, that was a whole excursion because you, you are far from the sea, being yeah. in the, the middle. Uh, you don't really have, like, mountain ranges or any, no. like... Nice even, places to go, good There's not good even, accents. like, nice, rugged countryside like you have no. in a lot of the rest of the UK. It's just all farms. just fields. Just fields yeah. and farms. Like, there has to be something. So it has to be, oh, yeah, we're, we're, the, we're the centre of the world. We're, we're, we're the, the centre of England. We're the centre of this and that, yeah. So but that, the way they it. The way they work out the centre is if they basically say, if the shape of England plus its islands were a piece of cardboard, that's the point you could balance it on a pencil. I'm like, that means nothing. <laughs> so what? Anyway, so we won't be running from the centre of England. We'll be running from a place nearby, which says it is, but isn't. And just running out as far as we can. And I'm so looking forward to this. Because this race as well, it sells out in a minute. Or like That's what they said last time. So Amy, me, and Gabby Nea, we were chatting about this. We all wanted to enter. And we were ready. We were there on the day, midday, hammering our refresh buttons to get in. Unfortunately, we were a week early. <laughs> yep. The first the first time we tried to do it on my instruction, we were like, right, let's everyone get ready. Let's do it. Let's do it. And I checked and the registration said it opens on the 19th of November, 2021. So I was like, oh shit, that was, that was last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had to wait and I emailed them and it was actually the next week. But they, they, they don't publicize it very far in advance because i guess they just don't really need to and there's not a huge amount of places but we did it again we got in uh, it was a, a frantic 
refresh session to get it to uh, to work. I think it was a couple minutes after midday it opened, but we all got in, and I'm delighted. I'm terrified. I my main thing as well is having to run because you it starts at midnight the race it's midnight to midnight. I know it's such a dick move from them. Yes. Midnight to midnight. It's a twenty four hour race, but it's such the worst possible time. I just I don't normally and I speak about this a lot in, on the podcast. I don't normally worry about this sort of thing, but like you know about being a lone woman go, woman going out for, on her own for a run. But that's because I run at a reasonable hour. You know, I and, am. And you're not in the Midlands. So. No, I'm not in the Midlands. No, no, I've got those people with uh, six toes on each feet running super fast after me. So that I can make that joke. I'm from the Midlands. Um, I, I'm just delighted. I'm from Norfolk. I'm delighted someone's making that joke about somewhere else. <laughs> But I am, I'm, I'm a bit concerned about the running at dickhead o'clock thing. I think my plan is going to be <clears throat> to find uh, someone to run it with me. Either If you're listening to the podcast, these are my options. I'm either going to run sort of to Peterborough, uh, sort of Market Harbour, Market Harbour to Northampton, maybe then to Peterborough. I don't know if I get that far. Bristol or Cardiff. So they're, they're my sort of three mm-hmm. options. I might tag along with somebody who maybe is doing a similar pace to me, like aiming for a similar sort of place. That might be one option. The other option I was thinking is just like, I might just check myself into a hotel and get up at like 5am and start my race from there because I still have like a good few hours to go. Do you know what I mean? So like, midnight, they say go, yeah. you just run to the hotel, yeah, run yeah, to the yeah, B&B yeah. and then start at six in the morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> legit, legit. Because the thing is, I'm not... I'm not going to run for 24 hours. I'm not that sort of runner. I'm not going to be hallucinating all that. My plan was to get, um, because there's different levels, isn't there, of award you can get. And I think the first level is 30 miles as the crow flies, isn't it? Mm -hmm. So I could do, as the crow flies, 30 miles, which may end up actually being like 40 or something. I don't know. I, I could probably do that in... 12 to 15 hours i don't need 24 i don't need 24 to do that so the plan would even be to start at midnight and go to wherever i'm going and just stop when i get there which would be before i'm not i'm not doing 24 hours or like i said if i end up doing it on my own i'm, I'm checking into travel lodge in cov and I'm, I'm staying there until a reasonable time maybe 4am maybe i'll have like four hours sleep and then i'll start <laughs> That's not a bad idea. I mean, you could always just stop under a bridge somewhere, have a little sleep at a bus stop or something. This is the point, though. I see, like, loads of the people that are running on their own are mainly, like, blokes, you know? And I feel like it is, like, you do feel quite vulnerable as a a woman doing that, like, midnight. So, yeah, they're my options. But like I said, I'm not going to be running for 24 hours. I'm just not going to do that. That is not my idea of fun. So, regardless, I'm probably going to be running, like I said, between, like, 12 and 15 hours, I expect. Yeah, I think I'd be... I feel like I'd be reasonably happy to get to, like, the evening and just call it a day because you can turn you basically get a gps tracker you just you can turn that off at any point and let them know you finished yeah and stop so i think that might be a good idea um i'm going to be running definitely uh south west so heading towards for me the forest of dean because i've got family there i can stay with that's about 70 miles Jeez. that's what i'll be aiming for and i just when i said it out loud it wasn't until actually a couple of hours after we entered i thought yeah, yeah i'll be going for that that's about 70 miles and i like Fuck me, 70 miles. And that's not as the crow flies, that's 70 actual miles. Uh, no, yeah, no, that is pretty much... No, where I'm aiming to go is just over the 60-mile mark, and that's like another kind of marker they put on there, and it's literally just over the border of that. Mm-hmm. It's about 70 miles running. But then I realised, like, 70 miles is really fucking far. I've only ever run 33, 34, and I hated it. Mm-hmm. And it just occurred to me, like, shit, I'm going to have to do so much training for this. If I actually want to do it properly and take advantage of it, you know, actually, yeah... 
make the most of it, I'm really going to have to actually train for it. But this yeah. is a year away. I've never oh, ended yeah. anything a year out, I don't think. So it's a long time. I, I'm just going to go for that that 30 mile thing because, th- like I said, part of it is that I am not. I don't want to be running for that long. I really don't want to be running yeah. for that long. It sounds horrendous. I was reading people's posts on the Beyond Marathon Facebook page about how they were hallucinating. Somebody was saying how somebody came up to talk to them on a canal path and they thought it was a dog because they were wearing like a high vis <laughs> thing. They thought it was a dog running up to them with like a high vis collar. Wow. I, like, I, I don't want that. That that that's isn't my. That's not my idea. Of and that's that only that's all. less than twenty four hours in as well. That's a bad way to be in. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Speaking of a bad way to be in, um, I did spot one guy because uh, I saw the results that were there last week. And there's one guy basically running the exact route that I want to run. He ran down towards Monmouth. Um, and, th- you know, that's the way I want to go. But this guy got into a waist deep bog four miles in. Like this guy is covered in brown shit up to his waist. That happened four miles in. He lost a shoe and ran for 25 miles with one shoe. So Mate. perhaps that is not the exact route I want to run. No, no. If, avoid the bog. Like the, There's a picture hell. of him on the... We'll have to put it in the show notes or something, but yes. the picture is horrendous. <laughs> that's so bad. But that's kind of roughly the way I want to go. Gabby Nea, uh she lives in Nottingham, so she'll be heading that way, but that's, well, that's a piece of piss. That's only 40 miles. She'll go way beyond that, so presumably she'll be running up north or northeast somewhere, but... It's a year to go. Fuck, if we're still doing the podcast by then, I'll be very impressed, frankly. (laughs) On to something I'm actually not impressed by. So the thing that's been annoying me this week, I've been thinking about those cringy motivational statements you get. You know, the ones about running or the gym or whatever, like the old, you're lapping everyone on the couch. And when you think about quitting, remember why you started. You can't lap someone who's not taking part. That's not how it works. Yeah, we know. We know. They're fucking awful. But you know what's worse than reading this crap on Facebook or Instagram? It's clothing with it printed on. Oh, yeah. And I say this because I bought an Innovate t-shirt a few years ago online, not knowing that on the back it said, obsessed is just a word the lazy use to describe the dedicated. Oh. What awesome thing to say. I cringe. You own that. I own it and I wear it because it's a really nice, um, Innovate is really nice, like, cottony style uh running t-shirts but they're they're quick drying as well and i absolutely love them i didn't realize it said this on the back when i bought it online and i just cringe every time i wear it often when i wear it i'll also put on my sort of hydration pack so people can't see it because it's so judgmental (laughs) yeah and also those obsessed and dedicated okay they can be similar but they're very different things yeah but also the lazy the lazy the lazy How judgmental. I mean, anyone reading that would think I'm a massive douche. But it's even funnier because if somebody like maybe like really fit and was running really fast or really muscly was running past them, you know, they might think, oh, yeah, just a douche. But it kind of fits the the persona that's being given off. There's me shuffling along, dragging a little dog alongside me. I mean, we can't even really say you're dedicated, can we? Never mind obsessed. (laughs) No, which is why I'm slow. I'm like little five foot three squat woman boy child thing running along with a little like little dog pulling all over the place oh, i've just got obsessed is a word the lazy used to describe the dedicated i'm thinking where did you get that t-shirt from like who gave that to you what a decade you are i know i know you're part of the problem it. amy i hate it and it's so weird because i haven't seen any other innovate like branding 
that goes in that direction, if you know what I yeah, mean. It must be because something they did a little while ago and realised, actually, this is a real dick move. Oh, yeah, they must be, they must be like, that must be the only T-shirt that says that because there are some sports brands like for the like I said for the gym for running and all that that has all that crap on their on their clothing. But I've never seen it from Innovate or anything to suggest that, which is why I was so, so surprised when I got it. But yeah, I hate it. It's so so cringy and it's on my back as well, so it's oh. really like visible. Hate it. The second ultra I ever did, uh, we got a T-shirt from Matt, and on the back it says, "Never underestimate the strength of an ultra marathon runner." And I kind <laughs> of hate that as well. <laughs> you like you better not be underestimating my strength there. So, oh, oh, you are you estimating my strength? What do you what do you reckon? What do you reckon? No, that's under. That's underestimating. Unless it's upper body strength, in which case. Oh, absolutely. In that case, never ever overestimate the yeah. upper body strength of an ultra marathon runner. That'd <laughs> be a better be t-shirt. Great. Yeah, that would be a much better t-shirt. <laughs> Please don't give us anything to carry. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, apologies for fucking the episode edit last week uh, twice. That was that was a good moment for me. It was a long weekend, and I did it fast and wrong. Uh, however, the bit that was missed first time was the Patreon song. So there was actually plenty of people out there who enjoyed three minutes of silence. Nice. In memory of our Patreons. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah in memory of fallen Patreons. <laughs> reflect reflect on our fallen Patreons and their service. But then the I podcast. fixed it, and I fucked a bit up at the end. So apologies for that. But, you know, like I said, it was it was a long weekend job. Uh, instead, let's have tea. Yes. Ooh. We're partnered with Bird and Blend Tea, and that means we'll tell you what tea we're drinking. If you like the sound of it, you can go to runningisbs.com forward slash tea, click on some links, buy some tea if you want. Amy, what tea should people buy? Oh, I have a new favourite. So I did a bit of a new tea. Favorite. Yeah, I did a tea stock up buying thing. I ordered some tea, basically. That's what I'm trying yep. to say. Um, a few weeks ago, and I always get the 20 gram pouch because they're great for just they're Mm -hmm. dead cheap like three pounds and they're great for just trying see if you like it before you go for the next whatever the next size up but one of my favorites from that batch is treacle sponge oh hello oh it's so good so it's a green tea um and it's got like cocoa shells aniseed cinnamon things like that in it but it tastes proper treacly it's really good. It smells really nice, which a lot of the bird and blend teas and a lot of like these sort of like loose leaf teas, they always smell nice. Yeah. But what I found with bird and blend is they taste like it as well because so many, I sound like I'm proper advertising them, but it's true. So yeah. many other brands, you buy the loose leaf tea and it smells so good and they'll let you smell it in the shop and then you get it home and it just tastes like tea. You can't really taste the other ingredients in it, but there's something, I think it's because Bird and Blend actually use the actual things that it says yeah. is in it. If it says raspberries, there's going to be raspberries in it. Yeah, it's big lumps of shit in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it tastes like how, it tastes how it smells, basically, which is amazing. So this tea is very, very sweet and treacly. It's super, super nice. I don't brew it for very long because it's a green tea, so but it still tastes really flavoursome. Yeah, I do love how many um, teas they have, which are just cakes. Oh, They've basically yeah. just gone through all the cakes and just made a tea for all of them. Yeah. I love sweet teas, like stuff with f- sweet fruits in and, and treacle and all that sort of thing. So, and Bird and Blend do a load of teas like that. So, Very it's nice. amazing. What are you drinking? Well, because it's November and I live in a rented terrace house, it's cold as fuck. So, I went for something warm today. So, I've got Mowgli's Fire Chai. It's not exactly a Christmas one, but it's a nice, very spicy chai tea. A uh, little bit of fruity, but kind of it's got a little bit of a, a spicy kick to it, and that is what I needed to keep me nice and warm. Um, 
I'm very much looking forward to December because we both have Bird and Blend advent calendars as well. Now, we're not really advertising these because you can't buy them now, I don't think. And it's also probably too late by the time you hear this. But I'm excited to try it. Uh, two tea bags every day up till Christmas. Oh. It's a big commitment, though. It's a very big commitment. It is. Well, what, to drink two cups of tea a day? Well, you know what? Some, t- some days I don't have any tea. You know what? I know. Some days I don't. Some days That's I just a have a sad coffee day. and like cold drinks Fuck because you. I don't know. Like some days it just feels like too much effort to like boil the kettle and stuff. Mate. <laughs> so so yeah, I need to make the effort then to have a drink of tea every single day. But it'll be worth Do, it. <laughs> you know what pisses me off? Advent calendar. There's a lot of different advent calendars now, and one I see quite a lot because you get people on Facebook as well talk about it. Like oh, a cheese advent calendar. I look at those. They've got like six types of cheese in repeated four times. That is shit. Mm. Yep. Now, I really hope my Bird and Blend one has got 24 different teas. And I mean, repeat. they have enough blends to do that. So. Should do. But it's just when these other types of advent calendars, and they've only got like a small number, and they just repeat them three or four times, that is a cop-out, and I don't like it. Yeah, And advent calendars have become so... I sound old saying this, but they've become so extravagant. I mean, what yeah, would a running much. advent calendar having it? Like, what would you... Oh, God, I dread to think. Well, people do like accumulators, don't they? So they'll run one mile, two mile, three mile, four mile, that kind of thing. I was thinking like one you could actually open and get stuff out of. What, just like a a, a different t-shirt every day? Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know. Left sock and right sock, shoelace. Yeah, Yeah, it's too much. 24 running gifts is too many. Oh my God, yeah, definitely. Amy, what have you been up to since we last spoke? So last Friday, I went for a run somewhere far away. Far, far away. I went to, yeah, I went to Seven Tunnel Junction. I know, I know. Well, the original plan wasn't to go to Seven Tunnel Junction. The original plan was to go to Chepstow. So I was going for a run with Jen Danger Harding, friend of the podcast. Um, so I was taking Pippin along with me and we we're going to go to Chepstow. So I don't really know Chepstow, but Jen had an idea of where we were going. So I was just like, yep, I'll hop on a train. I don't drive. So I was like, hop on a train with Pippin, go to Chepstow. Didn't go to plan as my runs with Pippin, my adventures, and I call them adventures. I need to stop yeah. calling them adventures because it's a self-fulfilling prophecy and that they become adventures. And sometimes, most of the time, I don't want an adventure. It's more like I'm, misadventure. Yeah, huh? I, I just huh? want a normal fucking no, run, you know? I just want yeah. a normal run. Um, so we set off, off on this adventure on the train. Pippin's a bit nervous of the train anyway. It's a lot of loud noises, a lot of stuff going on, whatever. But she's okay. She tends to sell. She tends to just sit on my lap, not on the seat, on my lap. Um, and then she tends to calm down. So we were on the train to Chepstow. She was sat on my lap looking out the window. And she loves looking out the window like in a car or on a train or whatever. It just sort of distracts her. And this train goes past really close. And it makes this la- massive bang, which sounded like it was against the window. It probably wasn't. And that was it. She freaked out out she was not happy she was doing that thing where she was like trying to pull away and the train was quite busy but she was in between the seats like in front of our seat and the seat in front of us she was like in that little gap and she was trying to pull away and everyone's looking at us because my dog's screaming and crying and i'm like oh my god but also i didn't want her to panic so we ended up getting off a couple of stops early at seven tour junction I'm like texting Jen, like, we've had to get off the train because Pippin's had a freak out. Can you please come and pick us up? So it was all a bit of drama at the beginning, but it turned out quite nice. Went for a run along the coastal path from there, the Wales coastal path, which is super, super close. I didn't realise how close it was. Literally just like you cross a road and you're, you're onto it. And it had a really nice view of the um, Seven Bridge. Or well, it's not called that anymore, is it? What's it called? The Prince of Wales Prince of Bridge. Wales Bridge. Yeah, the Prince of Wales Bridge, which nobody fucking calls it. So yeah, had a nice run along there. 
Um, another exciting thing to happen was I had a wild wee next to a firing range. Ooh. Yeah. I'll keep you... Make make sure you be quick at least. Yeah, yeah. There was no guns going off at the time, but there was lots of signs saying firing range keep out. It was it, dogs were on leads. There was a fire. There was a field that was said had a sign up saying firing range on one side, and then the other side there was another field just full of of cows. Yeah. And I actually, when I went for my wild wee and Jen held Pippin, when I came, I went into these bushes just off the trail, and when I came back out again, I went to grab Pippin, and um, I didn't grab her properly, so she ran, and she ran to like go investigate what was so exciting about the bushes yeah. but there was a little stream and you crossed over the stream and then you were in the firing range or you went slightly to the right and then you're in the field of all the cows so i did that thing of like Pippin, get back here now like properly sc- and then i had to stop myself and think don't torture her like that she won't yeah. come back if you and i managed to grab her back but yeah there was almost another Pippin misadventure there of either being shot or trampled by cows what a choice i know i know but other than that, it was quite uneventful. It was a nice run. Ended up no, being, never mind. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then today, we went for a run with the dogs this morning. Oh, oh yeah, we did. Gary. We did, yeah. It was a nice uh, trail run. I fell over twice. Well, you, you, it was a, it was a, a couple of slips. Okay, okay. The first one was a slip. It was a sideways slip. slip, which is a little wait, bit boring. Wait, the first one was a slip. So the first one, I just did the standard slip on your bum. That's okay. Yeah. No worries about that. You know. The there second was a slight one, decline on a li- with a little bit of mud. Yeah. The second one, that that hurt. <laughs> that was a slip and a fall because the speed at which my legs went from underneath me sideways, I fell, I hit the deck, I hit my um I didn't slip and like gradually slip down the slope. My legs went. They just <laughs> went. And I hit my hip, the contact points were like my hip, and then the side of my arm I've actually hurt my shoulder from doing it. So that oh. was a fall. That was a legit fall. It was from a slip. just some grass. It was, yeah, yeah, but it was quite a steep like bank we were running I down. I mean, it was not. I think it was a combination of grass and mud, but the speed at which my feet went from under me, yeah, that that hurt. Um, and you didn't capture any of them on no. GoPro or anything, or even see them. No, I know. You didn't see any of the falls. Because you're too shit and slow, so I was always ahead of you. <laughs> the, the second the second instant, it must have been bad, because Pippin actually came back to see if I was okay. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> even she was concerned. Yeah, normally she doesn't give a shit, she just carries on. So, so, yeah, it might, might have, like, dislocated my shoulder, but okay. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, what have you been up to apart from an amazing run with me? Oh, apart from that, um, I've done no races, which I'm really happy about. Um, I was whining the other week about having a dodgy hamstring. It's still a bit sore. Uh, I went to have a sports massage, and it didn't help, unfortunately. But you know what? Oh. <laughs> it's because it's time for your walk, isn't it? I'm sorry. We'll go out soon. I need to do this and I'll take you out, all right? Shush. Uh, however, I did think to myself, you know what it would be a good idea? After six weeks of having a sore muscle, I thought perhaps it would be a good idea to stretch. And I did that, like a tiny bit, a really shit bit of stretching, and it and it helped. And I was really annoyed about it. But then actually, it hurt again later on. I went for a walk with the dog, and it, that helped it as well. So I don't think it was stretching specifically that helped it. It was just doing something that helped it. So it's fine as long as I don't sit on my ass doing nothing, which is a shame because I love sitting on my ass doing nothing. Um, so that is that is quite a, that's annoying. I do actually need to do a little bit of stretching to try and help that. Um, hopefully it won't hurt too much. Basically, I found it really, really, it's really hard to run up hills because it's not until you, not until a muscle stops working, you realize what it does. Yeah. And uh, every time I'm like, trying to lift my leg to go up a hill, it just doesn't really work. Uh, we went up Sugarloaf which was really, really nice. That was a lovely run. I haven't run up a proper mountain for a while. 
and that was really really hard work but we had dogs pulling us so that's all good uh, i also did some pacing at park run for the very first time 10 years in finally did some actual pacing it's really hard what, just it's much harder than it looks pacing for a certain amount of time yeah well at the, at the right yeah. pace because like <laughs> obviously i'm just entirely relying on my watch because i'm lazy i didn't actually properly practice it and i did change the time i was doing because again hamstring hurt a bit so i went to a slower time and, like, if your watch fucks up, which mine did, no idea what I'm doing. So I, like, started off, and I need to do 548 kilometers. Um, looked at the watch. Yep, that's bang on. And then running at the same pace, my watch then goes nine-minute kilometers. I'm like, what the fuck? And then gradually works its way back down to the pace I'm actually doing. But then that's completely thrown out my average pace for the run as well. So all I had to then quickly do maths of five minutes 48 for each kilometer in my head while I was running. And I was about 30 seconds ahead for... 4k and then managed to slow it down and kind of got across the line uh, pretty much on time but probably won't try pacing again that's what i get for trying to help people it doesn't pay off it does not pay going to park run and helping people that's that my two kryptonites it's not your thing at all no no not at all amy tell us what's coming up next oh our next episode will be our 100th 100th i would say we get a letter from the queen but r.i.p and so we'll be ruining the audio experience by streaming the recording live on Wednesday, 7th of December at 8pm GMT. Yeah, we did say the Friday last time, but we changed our minds because we realised there's football on. And it may be England or Wales in a quarterfinal that night. So Wednesday is the first night there's no football in the World Cup for like three weeks. So we can all... There's that You know that... Well, you probably don't know that because you're probably not fussed about football. But when you watch the World Cup or the Euros or something, you watch football every single day for three weeks and then it just stops. And you're like, oh shit, what do I do? It's really hard. But what you can do, you can watch us. Hey... Uh, you can watch, you can join in, you can heckle us on Facebook and Twitter channels. But if you're not on Facebook, because you're not a racist auntie clumsily posting six-year-old memes, and you're not on Twitter, because you're not a right-wing Elon Musk incel fanboy, you can watch and comment on YouTube instead. Just search for Running is BS to find our channel. We're everywhere. Before that, make sure you send us your bullshit. This will be our end-of-year episode, so let us know what's been the most bullshit thing about 2022. There must have been a lot of things. Hmm... Uh, you can support this podcast by going to patreon.com forward slash running is bullshit and donating money every month. New to the list this month is Luke Daniel and Jay Howells. Thanks. Everyone else was. Ah, no, only kidding. Uh, but to make sure we offend as many people as possible, we've gone with a World Cup theme. Here's Brian Simpson, Max McCarty, Catherine Fenton, Jay House, Victoria Magnus, Dewey, Rich Skirt, Magana, Debbie Hurley, Ruth KB, Elizabeth Chabon, Matt Lee's J, Rachel Bullmore, Adam Atkinson, Matt Jones, Penny Simpson, Claire Dina, Andy Robbins, Shambolic adult Viola Grab Gabby Thomas now Gordy Thelwell Jenny Tamasabi Darren Roberts Dawn Shepherd Charlie Neverson Karen Hamilton Kel Ryder 
Jason Spinks, Amanda Murray Hind, H. Lisa Gibbon, Luke Daniel, Carl Fleming, Nikki Genders, David Irwin, Matthew Reed, Martin Kaplan, Bernadette McCarthy, Majesi Yorsky, Lee Woodson Wally, Sherry Grubbs, Len Martin, Victoria Dick, Matt Burrows, Stuart Stevens, Clark Gilmore, Angelos Vostas Wales, Maru X, Trish Orton, Sophie Jacks, Drew Edwards, James Lampert, Cassie Jones, Francis Howell, Jonathan Carter, Gail Seal, Sophie Nichols, Raymond Quinn, McCaffin, Paul Hibbert, Julia Page, Andy Nichols, Anthony Howe, Vicky Robbins, Karen Blay, Hannah By, Ivor Hewitt, Inhales, Elliot Lyons, Sandra Heinzer, Rachel Bentley, AP Cathedra, Matt Age, Kirk Shepherd, Ian Thompson. And you know what, as bad as that was, it's not as bad as the new 2022 Christmas World Cup version, which has even clunkier lyrics than that. Uh, though I did particularly enjoy singing Welsh names to the tune of Three Lions. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> uh, don't forget to get in touch with your running bullshit on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. Search for Running Is BS. Let us know why you hate running. Uh, Lee Wood did that. He said, well, I've been pondering whether to send you this monumental piece of bullshit for a while. I've, straight away, if it's monumental, we do need to hear about it. Yeah. yeah. He continued, it's not funny. I'm not sure it's entertaining, but for someone to be such a massive knob in a quest to secure a top 60 finish at Parkrun is so pitiful it might be a good discussion point. Because I'm autistic, one of my many traits is that where possible I was always run on the edge of a path so I only have to be aware of runners passing me to one side. At a recent park run, I'm about 3k in, the field is spread out and this event is on wide paths where running 3 or 4 abreast is easy. In short, there is a ton of room to overtake. I'm hogging the right hand side of the path, which at this point of the course is also a sweeping right hand bend, when I suddenly feel a blow to my right shoulder. I assume it's an accidental collision, though fuck knows how someone could run into the back of me, and I ignore it. Moments later, my shoulder is hit again, and I realise that despite plenty of space to my left, someone is trying to undertake on my right, despite no room to do so. I move to let him pass, and he finds a time to call me a wanker. It was actually quite upsetting, but also utterly bizarre, and in a decade of running I've never experienced anything like it. So it might be niche, but aggressive, undertaking macho pricks, who are so desperate for a top 60 parkrun finish they'll shoulder barge another runner out of the way to save a few seconds are bullshit definitely what an arsehole but just come on it's park firstly firstly it's parkrun even if it was incredibly crowded and they couldn't get through you can shout excuse me or, or something like that or whatever yeah. or wait for a little gap to appear it's like if you're in the, in the top run. two like for a top 60 finish but, that's not a thing but also there's loads of space like he he was obviously adamant that he wanted to pass you on the right hand side for whatever reason the inside line yeah the racing line yeah yeah he, he was adamant about that and in his eyes you were in his way and how dare you blah 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 it's fucking park room mate chill like also, but no matter what it is if you're on the right hand side of a right hand bend that's the racing line you need to go around me yeah yeah I will run on my fucking racing line. Like in most, virtually all cases, it's up to the person overtaking to find somewhere to overtake. Unless you're on something really narrow and they're obviously much quicker. 
But on a in a park run, on a right-hand bend, just fucking go around. You can take solace in the fact that this person is a nutter and probably gets stressed yeah. about everyday things all the time and just lives a life full of stress and anger and, and sadness. fury, yeah. Yeah, so definitely. you can they are, take solace in that. <laughs> they're definitely one of those yeah, people. Yeah, that is... They're there and I won't worry about it. We've had an email from Luke Daniel that said, This came up on my Facebook feed. I have literally no idea what it's for, but it appears the new trend in running kit is men wearing sports bras outside their tops. I wonder how this interacts with the sports bra come phone holder I already see lots of men wearing. Keep up the good work. I need to get a Patreon sub sorted. <clears throat> yeah, you do. <laughs> uh, he already has done. We've said oh, that. Amazing. Oh, yeah, of course. Thanks. <laughs> So we've got a picture in the show notes here, and as Luke says, it looks like a sports bra over a t-shirt, but we had a look at what it actually is, and it's basically a big sports watch that you wear, but can't tell you the time. So it's what pro footballers use to measure their running intensity, heart rate, and loads more things. Uh, I've never heard of something like this for running, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's available or will be at some point. Runners generally bloody love data and at 200 pounds this is much cheaper than a lot of watches yeah it's called a stat sports and there's like picture here of harry kane and some other footballers i probably should know mm. uh, and yeah i think you see this quite a lot if you see like training clips of footballers especially you'll see these wearing these little weird mm. sports bra things and it does like measure loads of stuff and i'm, I'm kind of surprised this not in the running world actually no I'm, the other thing that surprises me is that surely Two birds with one stone. Make it to be worn under the top, and you don't have nipple chasing. Wear it as a sports I think it, bra. I think it is supposed to be worn under the top, but I guess they couldn't show. They didn't want to show them bare chested. Mm, I don't know, and I don't know whether some wearing men might it. be funny about the idea of wearing something that is pretty much like a bra. If you are, wearing. yeah. I mean, I've always said this. If I was well, if I was a man, maybe it'd be different because I would have been socialised completely differently. But I would wear a sports bra, man. Like all this stuff about taping your nipples and stuff like that. I just wear a sports bra. Done. No, we call them compression t-shirts, oh, okay, and that's okay. okay. Okay, well, I'd wear a compression. But yeah, t-shirt. this thing's 200 quid. I think it's probably more, well, these are specifically designed for football. So they do a lot of things like intensity and short sprints. They measure that kind of thing really accurately rather than long distances. But I wouldn't be surprised if this kind of thing found its way into running at some point. Mm. It is like a lot of stuff to wear on your chest at the moment, though. And something we don't want in the running world is a good spot from Emma Foy, who sent us an Instagram post from Salomon, who have, for some reason, made a running kilt. It looks horrendous. I mean, this is a man in a kilt. And it's got like pockets hanging everywhere. Um, luckily, looks. Through, I had to look through the comments to find this out. This isn't actually a new product. This is just an upcycled concept from some of their old hydration packs. Thank goodness. Uh, the best comment on there was, somehow men get a running skirt with a ton of pockets before women can get shorts with one pocket big enough for a cell phone. Nice work, Salomon. Love it. <laughs> Yeah, because, of course, men need pockets, women don't need pockets. No, we, do, we don't have things. When we go out for a run, we take our handbags. We don't need pockets. I love that men can get a skirt with pockets, but women can't get shorts with pockets, of course. We can't get anything with pockets. We got, like, <laughs> I wear, I, I wear like, men's trousers and I wear women's trousers. I mix it up. I'm unisex like that. But the one thing that's really shit about women's trousers is the pockets. That they're, they're horrific. Whereas I, when I wear men's trousers, they're so deep. I can not only fit my phone in, but, like loads of things i could fit a phone in i can fit like a little tent for if i need to camp out before i go to work or something you know the possibilities are endless women's pockets i can fit in like 50p and that's it (laughs) 
because <laughs> a dainty woman, you don't need to carry anything more. No. Well, if women start carrying things around, they'd be dangerous. So I know. we have to keep that keep that down. Mm, definitely. Um, moving on to our competition. Don't forget our race place giveaway. We're giving away shit. Drop us an email, runningasbull at gmail.com. Tell us about a race you want to do and we will send you money to pay for it. I mean, that's pretty cool, right? Mm, it could be a race you really want to do or a race you've sort of been tempted by, but it was a bit too hard or a bit too stupid or you weren't sure about paying up for it. Let us take that part out of the question. Email us about it and we'll pick two of you to race for free and announce it on our live episode. So make sure you're emailing in before that. Don't email in after. Don't leave a comment on the live episode. It's too late. You've missed your chance. Yeah, too late. Yeah, and you know, I should say you can email us and we'll pay for your race. Not everyone. We'll pick a couple. Yeah. Basically, amuse us. Make us laugh in some way uh, for a race you do or don't want to do. We'll give you some money for it. That sounds fun. And tell us about how it went afterwards, of course. Oh, yes. It's the bullshit, it's the bullshit, it's the bullshit running news. Great news, Amy. Return of the Chinese bullshit running hey, news. It's been a while. But they've been in lockdown. They've been they've been in and out of lockdown constantly. I've seen the pictures from those those camps and it looks horrific. So I get it. I get why they haven't been in the news. They've, they've not been allowed out. <laughs> Feels like the good old days of 2019 mm. where there was so much Chinese news. Yes. Um well, everyone knows about this one already. Uh, images of a Chinese runner have gone viral after he ran the Gangju Marathon in 3.28 whilst working his way through a pack of cigarettes. <laughs> now, this one came out on the day of our last episode. So thanks to the 12 people who sent it to us, apart from those who sent the Daily Mail link. Mm. Shame on you all. Uh, now, you must have seen this on every running group and account you follow. And just what more can you say about it other than it's completely mental? Definitely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you do still see that now and then at, at UK races, like somebody having a cigarette after or before, which I still think is mad. But during, <laughs> yeah, and it was a whole pack, and he did it in. This is quite an old guy. He's like fifty, fifty-five, and he did it in three twenty-eight. And apparently, he's quite well known for it. He's done it a few times before. He's a pretty decent runner. Is it? Well, nicotine is actually a stimulant, isn't it? People think that they're getting more relaxed by smoking. It's the breathing in that relaxes you. Nicotine's a stimulant, mm -hmm. I think. I'm saying that. That's oh. what I've heard. Oh, you're selling it quite That's what well, I've heard. Some, some scientist or somebody who knows better than me is probably going to email and be like, no, it's not a stimulant. But that's what I've heard. It's a, Yeah, so maybe that's why it works. Oh, perhaps we'll give it a go. Mm. But it's just one of these ridiculous stories. It's kind of not a news story, but like the Daily Mail picked it up, Lad Bible picked it up. It's all these kind of weird, like Metro newspaper, all these kind of weird newspapers pick it up. It's just one of those like, ha, look at these weird runners. Yeah. It, it became one of those really bizarre stories that's just everywhere, but it's not actually really news. No, no. I mean, we're talking about it, so that'll do. Yeah, yeah but we, we've got like time to fill. <laughs> Yeah, we do. More bullshit running news from China. So at the, yay, at the Beijing Marathon, a runner was spotted picking up a hire bike at kilometre 29 and rejoining at 37. <laughs> and he was unsurprisingly banned for life. I'm sure Amazing. we've had this before at a Chinese marathon, haven't we? Yeah. A hire bike. I'm pretty sure we've had exactly the same situation. <laughs> Yeah, I guess it's fairly easy to do. For some reason, you think you can get away with it? Oh, not if it was in Cardiff. Those next bikes, no, you'd have to... The race would be done. You'd be, you'd yeah. be trying to do the app. Then you'd be ringing customer support and saying, you need to, even need to unlock this bike or give me my money back. Well, you, then you get on it, get, it's got a wonky wheel. You'd get there and the app says, yeah, there's 12 bikes here. And you get there and there's no bikes there. Yeah. 
And then you go to the one where it says there's no bikes and there's like 15 bikes there, but none of them work. So yeah, yeah, wouldn't yeah, you, work here. You'd be going too slow. You'd be missing your cutoff time. You'd definitely yeah, not you be You couldn't change gears. There'd be no brakes. No, no. <clears throat> in the end, you just throw them in the river like everyone else does. Mm. What are those scooters though? I mean, that's that's where it's at. Oh, yeah, we need some electric scooters in Cardiff, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, let's keep to a cheating theme. There's more cheating going on. And there's a report that nine runners have been disqualified for the Comrades Marathon for not running the entire distance and allowing others to run with their bibs and some others disqualified for giving false information for their qualifying times. Why? I mean, this is such a huge race. So many people idolise Comrades. Why would you fuck around on that? And what's the point? Like, all of these things, surely the whole point is that it's an, an achievement, you know? And like, you know, in some ways you can see on some other races... You could say, oh, I did a marathon. You could be like, oh, yeah, I did a marathon. But like for comrades, if you tell a normal person I did comrades, they don't give a shit. If you tell a runner that, they'll be incredibly impressed. Mm. But if you cheated and you're still telling people you did it, what the fuck is the point? Uh, yeah. I, I it still don't, costs so much money. Yeah. I, I really don't understand. I remember a while ago, what's that, um, what's that cheating blog where they follow like marathon cheats or something? Oh, Marathon Investigates. Marathon Investigates. There was this whole thing about this woman if you go to the website, you can probably find it. This, this whole thing about this woman who is cheating and, and getting bibs and stuff for the Disney, the run Disney events, like all the <laughs> Disney marathons and half marathons. I'm like, why would you cheat at a Disney, running Disney event? Like, and like If you're going to cheat, at least win. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like you're cheating to finish mid-pack. Who gives a shit? Either take performance-enhancing drugs and win. Yeah, cheat or, properly. Or don't bother, don't bother. <laughs> well we've got more of that now yeah a final amazing story on an irish police officer who works in the anti-corruption unit and ran the first half of the dublin marathon in a respectable two hours six minutes but then did the second half in one hour 19 minutes mm. Mm, i mean, might need to investigate that it turns out he jumped on a tram and skipped a chunk of it the cheeky twat he's been disqualified <laughs> asked to return his medal and t-shirt and is being investigated by his employers what is the point why it's so ironic it's so ironic he works for the anti-corruption unit of Dublin Police. And I read in the article, they're now doing like a fact-finding exercise. Yeah, of course. Well, because if he's that dishonest in something that doesn't <laughs> matter, how can you work oh. in the anti-corruption for the police? I'm just imagining it now. Next series of Line of Duty is <laughs> opens with some guy on a tram at a marathon. And that's the... That's the whole premise for that series is the fact-finding mission about how he cheated in this marathon. But again, all that for a 325 marathon, which, you know, is a good time for a lot of people, but it's not a great time. It's and not It's not an exciting... It's not nothing, nothing to get excited. I mean, the Chinese fellow ran 328 smoking a pack of cigarettes. And, and who are you showing off to? Because yeah. if it's just everyday people, if you turn around and said, oh, I ran like a four and a half hour marathon or I ran a three hour whatever marathon, like... They're not really going to know the difference. Not no, you really could say, I ran, I ran it in 74 minutes. They'd be like, oh, that's good. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Or you could say seven and a half hours. They'd be like, oh, that's good. They'll, they'll just be, if they are impressed, they'll just be impressed that you ran a marathon. They're not really going to conceptualize it in terms of time. Yeah. Only other runners do that. And if you're telling other runners, then it just looks dodgy as hell that you ran it in, but you ran the first half he, in two he hours. He knows in his head that he didn't do that. Yeah. And so all the, the praise he gets for it just means nothing. Yeah. And again, like, if you're cheating at something that does not matter, how can you be working for the police? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Come I love on. it. I love how they're going to have to open this whole case for him. 
good. Like it's, Quite it's, right. It's More insane. people should be investigated by the police for this kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. God. Anyway, Stuart, what have you got coming up next? Any cheating? Any jumping on trams? No, I don't think so. No trams and no good hire bikes around here, unfortunately for me. Mm. Uh, now, we might go running in the Beacons next week. Maybe. Maybe. It depends on the weather. It depends if my hamstrings are right. But otherwise, I think we'll find somewhere difficult and shit to run either way. I mean, what could go wrong? Um, yeah, the only thing that I draw the line at is I'm not going up Penavan again in the, the rain. Yeah. It's been fair. raining for the last couple of weeks. And when I've been putting my waterproof on, which is the same waterproof I did that bloody race in because that is my, my waterproof, I get like a shiver go through my body when I step outside <laughs> in the rain. I have my hood up. I have my waterproof on. And it's, it's like a, a form of like... I don't want to say PTSD because that's a serious condition. It's not that. But yeah. I've, I've, ex- I've experienced a small trauma, yeah. you know? And, and I, every time I step outside in the rain with that bloody coat on, I, I just, I feel weird. I don't little like flashbacks. it. Little flashbacks. I get little flashbacks to it. Hey, so yeah, if it is raining, we're yeah, not yeah. getting up there. No, it that's has fair. To, that's the fair. sun will need to be out for me to be up that mountain. Yes. That, yeah. Okay. That's no problem. Yeah. And of course, 100th episode coming up in a week and a half. So tune in for yeah. that. Anything for you, Amy, before then? No. Nah. Any any races before the end of the year for you? Uh, you no, I might. There. I'm going to try and do some canny cross. I don't know. Maybe. Okay. We'll see. It's always like tricky because I don't drive. It's always tricky to get to canny cross. Mm, so yeah. I'm learning. I'm learning to drive soon. So hopefully Ooh. in future that I'm, Patreon money's come through. I know. And <laughs> thank you for everyone who bought me my Tesla and my uh, yeah. my drive my private driving in. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Luke and Jay. Big Musk. donations from you two. Yeah. It really helped. <laughs> so yeah in future but but i'm gonna have a look this year see if there's any i can get to before the end of the year because there's quite a few coming up so we'll see maybe yeah a lot of people doing christmas races that seems to be a big thing again mm. it's, it's, they're kind of coming back over the last few years have been a little dodgy but yeah christmas races seem to be a big thing again now i do want to do that i want to dress up and i want to do a canny cross one and this is my idea so no one steal it but i, I want to be santa and i want to yeah. create a sled out of cardboard around me yeah and then pippin is the reindeer yeah that's perfectly normal yeah, that's what I wanted. No Perfectly one steal normal. that. That's my idea. <laughs> yeah, you've said it now, so it's your Copyrighted, idea. Copyrighted, Amy. Oh, yeah, watch the space. <laughs> now, before you skip through the final bit of the podcast with the links, like, you know, we all do, make sure you listen after the end music, because actually, you know what? I've better had a little look through the old BS vinyl collection down in the archives, and I've dug out a classic for you, because this is our last proper episode before Christmas, so I hope you enjoy that. Oh, you maybe even save it for Christmas Eve. When you're all sat around Oh, the you fire. could play it again on Christmas Eve. That'd be nice. Yeah, for your grandmother. Yeah. <laughs> if you've enjoyed this bullshit, please visit runningisbs.com to see the show notes and links from the episode and the whole back catalogue, as well as links to our Patreon, merch store, and social medias. Don't, sk- don't skip it. Don't, no, don't you have to keep listening. Ah. Listen to the end of the music. Nuts roasting in compression shorts Blisters nipping at your toes Christmas long runs Being run anyway And folks dressed up like semi-pros Everybody knows a turkey and roast potatoes Might leave you running with gout 
tiny spots in your eyes let you know you're just seconds away passing out you know your marathon's on its way you've loaded lots of carbs and goodies for the day and every runner's thighs are gonna cry because of chafing you forgot body glide and so I'm offering this simple phrase to all runners both fast and slow said many times many ways running bullshit